Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. We're so glad you continue to tune in to this program from around the world. We promise we bring you the word of God. We bring you men and women that will inspire you to be all that God called you to be. On today's program, I have a very special woman of God. And we're going to be talking about what can I do? Yes. What can I do? This woman of God, 17 years ago, Diana Letka, a mother of eight, lived in one of the most violent parts of uh, South Chicago, where teens uh, feared for their lives when they walked to school. And most kids believed they wouldn't even live to the age of uh, 21. One day, uh, Diana, a mother of eight kids, prayed, What can I do? That prayer turned into a reality, and she founded a non-profit kid, uh, non-profit organization, Kids Off the Block, that has saved thousands of at-risk teens. Diana Latka, uh, uh, she has been that influential, such that she has been featured on uh, CNN Top Ten Hero of the Year in uh, 2011 for our tireless work with at-risk Chicago teens. She received the 2013 Beat Shine Light Award. She's an in-demand speaker and has been featured by national media outlets such as uh, NBC News, CBC News, Time Magazine, just to name a few. In 2019, she spoke at the U.S. Judiciary Committee's first healing on gun violence in years. Our prayer, that's my focus. What can I do? That is what transformed and is transforming lives in our neighborhood. Here, where I grew up, it's rough. Right here in South Side of Chicago, the youth fear for their life when they should just be kids enjoying playing outside. I think the kids need more adults who believe in them. I started Kids Off the Block because of my daughter, Aisha. I wanted to keep tabs on her. The community was changing again, and I was worried. Aisha and her friends were running up and down the block, and I said, well, what if I invited you into my house? I started helping them with homework. Next thing I know, two or three other kids came to my house. Then there were 30, 40. So I knew it was needed. At the age, I was jealous, and I had to step back. Yes, this is my mom, this is my home, but these kids don't have that. People were telling me, what are you doing? These kids are throwaways. 
And the more they told me that, the more my heart just, no, you're wrong. I'm gonna prove you wrong. Literally, she takes the kids off the block to a place where they can imagine their block as being someplace different. Sometimes they come because they need a tutor. Sometimes they come because they want to do music. Sometimes they come because they want to sit and just talk. KOB to me means inspiration. Uh, it means the future. I came here, it pretty much saved me. KOB is a place where you can be great. Kids Off the Block and Chicago Police Department created a partnership. It's an awesome program. The kids get an opportunity to teach the officers about things that they feel. and It just builds a relationship. We do conflict resolution, peace circles that can revert them from thinking about a gun. We can measure how many people were killed or injured or arrested in any given period of time, but we don't know how many people were not because of Diane Latiker. Is she like a superhero to me? Her worth is unmeasurable. I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but for me personally, she's hope. We've had around 3,000 kids come through these doors. When you look into their eyes and they were once dead, and then you look again and there's a little shiny thing going on, I know that what I'm doing is making a difference. Let me welcome my guest, first of all. Diana, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. It is a long introduction because you have done too much, you have done so much, you have done so much good, such that I just needed our viewers to really know where you've been and what you have been. First of all, explain to us about your organization, Kids Off The Block. So Kids Off The Block started in my living room, basically. Uh, my mom is a minister and she saw how the kids in my neighborhood like me because of my younger daughter, Aisha, who was 13. And Aisha just, uh, she had nine friends, boys and girls, 13 to 15 years old. And uh, I just started taking them places because I wanted Aisha to graduate from high school and go to college. And I thought I would be free because Aisha was the last child at home. Well, when my mom saw that, she said, do something with them. They respect and they like you. And I'm like, no, I because I really wanted to be free. This is the story I let everybody know. Diane Latica did not want to do this, but I prayed about it literally for three days. And on that third day in July, I was standing in my window watching Aisha and her friends on the front. And this voice came to me and said, go outside, talk to them, just go outside. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say to them. Uh, when I got out there and I asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up, and and then I, I invited them into my living room. And I thought I knew all these kids because they grew up with Aisha. But once I invited them into my house and sat down and listened to them, I had no idea. They had multiple issues. And that's where the, the question came in, Lord, what can I do? I'm just the mom. These are other people's kids. <laughs> but... um. He just said, listen. And so I listened. And they were all failing in school. The kids were, some of the boys were being recruited by gangs. And so I just sold out TV and decided to help them with homework. I got used computers and printers. And that's how it started. Now, can you share the, uh, the, the, the internal struggle you had when you felt God calling you to serve teens? How you overcame your doubts? and jumped into it? Well, I, I attribute that to my faith. Faith is the, the object of things not seen, right? So 
when when I knew that God had said something to me because Diane Latiker didn't want to do that. So it had to be a higher power. Um, I knew it was God and it was God's plan. It wasn't Diane Latiker's. And so I had to jump in because in my faith, I believe that everything was possible with God, everything. So whatever he was pushing me into, and he did push me, <laughs> whatever he was pushing me into, he was going to make sure it was okay. He was going to take care of everything. Not that I didn't have any pains or ills or doubt, because I did, because I'm human and I'm flawed. But every time I would even think about quitting, God would open up a door where a young person would say, if it wasn't for this door being open, Miss Diane, I'd be dead or in jail. So I couldn't quit. I couldn't. That is inspirational right there. Now, your eight children are grown up. Yes. Why are you so passionate about saving teens in your city when you could retire and enjoy your life? Because at 46 years old in 2003, I found my passion. Mm -hmm. And you don't retire from passion. Amen. I don't care how you try. That's, that's God-given. God, when God gives you a passion, it's a love like God has for us. Unconditional, not judgmental. And the young people, to me, they are so powerful and they're so blessed by God. They just don't know it. Their young minds don't know it yet. So to me, as adults, we've got to be there to guide them, yes. to show them and, and, and show them hope and that we believe in them. And so I could go. I could, I could move somewhere else because it's so violent. But then what? Why would I do that? And knowing that they trust that we're here and that now we're helping their younger sisters and brothers, you know, because they know we're here. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. First, let me tell you something. You having uh, eight kids. I thought <coughs> I had uh, lots of kids. I have five. Okay. And when, I, when I saw you have uh, eight, I said, uh, uh, thou shall not complain anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, 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 get, let's get to my, my other question here. Uh, you talk about purchasing a $50 basketball hoop and setting yeah. it up on a, vacant, uh, on a vacant lot in your first years with uh, KOB. Uh, uh, um, today, you have nearly refurbished the bas basketball court, saving about 600 teens. Yes. When you look back at your beginnings, what comes to mind? Look at God. Look at God. Because that day we rode that basketball court over there. It was $59. It was so many young people in my house. <laughs> The neighbors were calling the police and I had to get them out of my house. It was hot. It was in the summertime. And so I bought that and rolled it over to this, these vacant lots across the street from my house. And the people over there were not happy. They were drug dealers and they were this prostitution over there. And, you know, so they weren't happy. They cursed me out. But we stayed there because we're 80% we're male. So I have a lot of boys. I had a lot of boys with me. And, um, to see it now, though, in 2011, Secret Millionaire, um, he blessed us with a new basketball court on those vacant lots. And man, when I tell you 
this past summer, we had, uh, during the pandemic, um, we had a COVID plan in place, but we had over 380 students from around the city who came to participate. Um, that's how far the need is to, to bond, uh, to belong to something, which is why the gangs, they, they thrive so much because they want to belong and they want to be somewhere. And the gangs are a family to them, negative, but they are a family. So that's why I believe it's so important for the community to step up and to be there. Amen. Amen. And then uh, you talk about uh, why you were compelled to do something bigger than just marching against violence in your city. You know, people would rather lift up the signs and talk about the violence, but you wanted to do something bigger than just that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, actually, I was tired of marching and rallying, and it was not uh, affecting the young people that I serve the way that I would have liked. And I wanted to do something that would shock my community. I wanted to do something that would change lives. And so I saw those little stones in the store and I bought them with, I only had a little money, so I was only able to buy 30. I bought them. My husband put them on a little plaque thing in the lot. When I tell you now, it's almost 800 stones. It makes me emotional wow. because there's no outrage. Just, yeah, it's emotional because there should be outrage for those black and brown kids. They belong to somebody. Somebody loved them. We're almost 600 behind. Mm -hmm. We can never keep up. Mm -hmm. It's 24 years and down. Mm -hmm. And we've rebuilt it over 15 times. Here is, before I even go into some of the near-death experiences that you have uh, experienced, I want to tell our viewers here, don't just pray about doing something. Don't just pray about or desire only to do something. Go out and do it. Go out. After you ask the question, what can I do? Go out and do it. Look at this inspirational woman right now how she has impacted lives. Diana, uh, I can go on, and you've, you've already inspired me here. I can go on and on. But here, in the book you share about a few near-death experiences, what did, why did you continue to serve your community knowing some gang members didn't like what you were doing? Again, I, I, I talk about my faith. If it wasn't for my faith, I'd probably be, I, I, ooh, I would have quit long ago. I used to quit every day. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Because I, I had no idea that, you know, where it would go. I'm just trying to help the kids in my neighborhood. I had no idea it was going to be kids that I didn't know coming to the house uh, who wanted help. And when the gangs leaders, you know, they didn't like it. Um, and when they were threatening us and, um, man, I being in front of guns, especially AK-47, uh, with 50 kids behind you. I mean, I just, I was like, Lord, wait a minute. But then I, I realized he put me there. <laughs> you know, um, so many times he saved my life and, and the life of others who were with me, the, their lives. And um, I think I, I, I still did it because I believed him. 
I believed him when he chose me with my flawed self. Amen. He, I didn't have to qualify for anything. He believed I could do it. Yes. And so I started to believe that he's not going to take me out knowing he gave it to me. <laughs> you know, so um, I had a battle to do. I had to battle for the young people that I was trying to help because they didn't even believe. Mm-hmm. They had lost hope. They they thought, well, I'm not going to live anyway. And why are you trying to help me? What do you want? You know, that's the way they would talk. So I had a job to do. Amen. And, th- and those people who were trying to stop me, they couldn't because it was God's plan, not mine. Amen. Amen. Now, l- l- listen to this. This is not part of my question. Uh, just listening to you, like I said, you are all already inspiring me here. You see, many people in, um, in the church, let me put it that way, they think to serve God, you have to be on the pulpit, you have to be a preacher, you have to be a speaker, you have to do all this stuff, and yet you, God, called you to uh, really a place where nobody would look for their ministry to be in such a place. Can you just talk to that and, and uh, would you encourage those who want to serve to say sometimes where God wants you to serve is not where you really want to serve? <laughs> well, first of all, they should look at Jesus himself. Where did he go? Where did he go? He walked the streets. Yes. It didn't matter where they lived, how much money they had, how prominent they were. He wanted to save everybody. Mm. I tell people when they ask me these questions about why you do it or you're too old, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. I tell them, start where you are. Amen. Start with what you have. I'm serious. Stop looking at you have to have this to, to for God to, to bless you, to serve others. I must have a house. I must have money. I must have a big title. No, you don't. No. God doesn't care about all that. No. What he cares about, will you help others Amen. with the right heart? Amen. Will you have compassion and love? Because that's how he draws us. Yes. Wow. Stop looking at the title, position, or whatever it is, or what you have, what you don't have. Just rise up and begin to do what God has put in your heart or on your heart. Let's go to this other question I have for you. Uh, What changes have you seen in your community and the teens that make it all worthwhile as you serve? Oh, wow. When I first started, the neighbors were calling police on me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Kids were in and out of my house day and night. So um, they didn't like that. And I don't blame them. I really don't. I, I, I didn't hold any animosity because they did that. But today, they bring the teens to us. Amen. You know, um, it's a whole different, God just, if people just really take a look at what God, people think God don't do miracles this in this day and time. Mm-hmm. Every day there's a miracle. Amen. 
every day and I saw what he did over the years, how he gave me, um, he put, put my, uh, uh, me on people's hearts and, you know, now they help and they bring food for the young people and they, they bring clothes and they help with gas. They just do everything that they can to help. And um, it wasn't always like that, though. God had to do that. God had to put that on their hearts. And so um, the young people that um, they come by to visit me sometimes, those who were there in the beginning years and some have went on to graduate college and now they're helping others like Walter, who's helping hundreds of young people in uh, Wisconsin or uh, TJ, who became a mentor and travels the country mentoring um, or Trey, who's um, doing his own clothing design business and is an awesome mentor, um, who Denzel, who just graduated high school, uh, has his job and he's doing awesome. And he went through so much to get there. Amen. So I'm very proud that we have a lot of stories like that. Amen. Now, I don't want everybody to think though, because God gave it to me that everything was roses because we lost some young people to gun violence too. You know, uh, and 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 there's a force that tries to make you think you're to blame for it. You didn't do enough, and you know you you critique yourself, but and it makes you want to quit. But again, when I looked and saw that it was God's plan, and those young people depended on us to be there, I couldn't. Wow! 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 It's just uh, you know really incredible incredible work that uh, you have been doing, the, the work that you are doing right now. Now, um, when people read this book here, right here, this book here, and ask themselves, what can I do? What would you tell them? Look at what you care about. What issues bother you? What do you see in your community or your neighborhood that you say, wow, if they did this or they did that? Well, ask God, what can you do? And, and if you physically can't do anything, look out for the organization or the people that is doing it. Help them, support them, but do something. Don't sit there in despair and fear and hopelessness. Do something because God is just waiting on you to say yes. Amen. Amen. My goodness, how much does your faith play a part in your program at uh, Kids Off the Block? It's everything. The, my faith is everything. I couldn't do it if I didn't have it. It's everything. Mm. I couldn't do it. Diane Latiker is flawed and 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 wants to run and hide and doesn't want to do anything but because of faith i can do it i can do it and i do do it amen and it's not easy to serve especially where you're serving uh that is a that is an incredible work you're doing you know that is an incredible incredible work you're doing and uh, may the lord just bless you and uh you know i pray that you will mentor many more uh, uh to do that because if we all rose up to rise to the occasion and make a difference in our community instead of crying about it 
yeah. make a difference in our community instead of us uh, just talking about it. Make a difference in our community instead of, instead of us just praying about it. I think we can uh, make a change and a difference around oh. the world. Oh, yes. Now, here is my other question, and I will quickly wrap up our program. And I want you, you're going to be praying for our viewers and those who are listening on this program. I just believe there is an anointing of God and the Spirit of God over your life of uh, saving in our places where we wouldn't want to serve because sometimes that's where God leads us to. Now, here is my question to you. What is the one thing you want people who read this book to walk away with? I want them to be inspired enough to care. Wow. Wow. Inspired enough for them to care. That is a powerful point right there. Diana, you are an inspirational woman. And you know what amazes me? You having eight kids, you could have just dedicated your time, your life, raising up your eight kids. I have five. I feel like I have just, uh, that is just my mission right there, five. But uh, listening to you, watching and, and reading about what you've done just inspires me to even do more for the kingdom of God. You wow. are an inspirational, you are an example. I just want you to look in that camera there and uh, just uh, say a prayer to those who are watching, to those who are listening, to those who have a vision, but they can't go and do it because uh, maybe they are thinking of how much they have and what they don't have. Could you just go ahead and uh, pray, please? Lord, I come to you in your name and I ask you that you bless all those who are listening all those who are watching, I ask that you, Lord, that you tell them, tell them, come to them and tell them that you will be with them. Whatever it is that's bothering their hearts, Lord, in their communities and their neighborhoods, Lord, that you give them permission to go out there. That if they just say yes to help others, to be there for others, to love them the way you love us, to care for them the way you care for us. I ask that right now in your name, Jesus. I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, bless them, Lord, whatever their endeavors is, whatever their, their issues are that they care about right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. How can the viewers and uh, those who are listening uh, get your book once again? Where can they get the book? They can go to uh, any book outlet, Amazon, Target, Walmart. Or they can just go to the website, kidsofftheblock.us, um, and they can see exactly where to go. If somebody um, wanted to sponsor or support your ministry and your work, how do they get those uh, support to you? Again, go to the website, www.kidsofftheblock.us. And I want to say thank you to you, though, because you, you keep saying I inspire you, but you have inspired me. I'm going to leave out of here without my head up, hacker. <laughs> Because you have truly inspired me. I thank you so much um, for your warmth on the show, for your show is so inviting. I feel like I'm talking to a friend, a longtime friend. And um, your belief that God can do anything means everything because he can with us. He can do anything with us. 
Yes. And um, so I am grateful. Thank you so much, Dr. Kazuma. I am the one who is grateful. You see, the Bible says, iron sharpens another iron. Uh, listening to you has built up my faith. I have served the Lord all these years all around the world. Millions of viewers listen to this program. But you know, when you listen to people like yourself, and you see what God is doing totally different. You know, I preach in places, but just to hear you being on the field and what you do, what you've been done, you know, you've been doing and inspiring those kids and, and uh, who have grown up to inspire others, that has made a change in my life. And trust me, I'm the biggest and greatest first fan of what you're doing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord watch over you and continue to give you the energy to do what you do. Same to you, Dr. Kazuma. And thank, thank you, you for, so much. And thank you for coming on the program. Thank you. For those uh, who are listening or watching, uh, thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith. Uh, it's always an honor and a privilege to bring you the Word of God right in your doorstep, in your living room, whether on your mobile phone. We are so thankful. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord watch over you. Until then, Shalom, Shalom. Faith is the currency of the Kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.